Welcome to Around and Around the OCD Circle. My name is Elizabeth, and I have been living with obsessive compulsive disorder for over 60 years. I am not a therapist or a member of the medical community. I am just an ordinary person like yourself who will be sharing my thoughts and experiences with you with the hope that you will feel less alone. If you don't have OCD, I hope you will learn some information that will help you understand this disorder better. Some of the topics I will be covering may be triggering for you as a listener. If so, I apologize in advance. Since I don't know what your triggers are, please refer to the episode summary in the show notes before listening to each episode. If at any time you feel like hurting yourself or ending your life, please, please call the 988 Suicide and Crisis Lifeline by dialing 988 if you are in the United States. It is open 24 hours a day and you will be connected with the nearest crisis center to receive immediate counseling and local mental health referrals. Now, on to today's episode. Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of my podcast, Around and Around the OCD Circle. I am so glad you've joined me. I invite you to go back and listen to previous episodes. I sometimes refer to them, and it will help you put them in context. Have you ever heard someone say, I'm obsessed with someone? Does an obsession always mean that you have OCD? I don't think it does. When is an obsession an OCD obsession, and when is it not? I'm not a doctor, I'm not a psychologist, but I've had enough obsessions in my life that I believe I can tell the difference, at least in my case. I'm going to tell you today about two different obsessions I've had and show you how they're different. Both were with celebrities, two women I've never met before. One I was extremely fond of, and the other one I didn't like at all. The first one, many years ago, there was a popular model, she was a reality star, she was an ex-stripper from my town, her name was Anna Nicole Smith. I don't know if you remember her, you may be too young. Google her, you'll see her. I never liked her, I never watched any of her shows, I never watched any of her interviews, and like I said, she was from my hometown and she was involved in a local lawsuit regarding her late husband. She was constantly on TV. She was in the tabloids. She was involved in one scandal or another. And one day, I was driving down Main Street where I lived. It was a very small town. And it was announced on the radio that she died. My first thought was, wow, she was very young. wonder what happened. When I got back to my office, I went on the internet to look up her cause of death. I couldn't find anything about her having died, even on the national news websites. And this started the OCD loop. Of course, Anna Nicole Smith did actually die that day of an overdose. Less than an hour later, the news was spreading around. But I had looked on the internet at just the right moment in time, right before the story was picked up nationally. My brain had already gotten caught into that OCD loop, and I was questioning myself. Did I actually hear that on the radio, or had I imagined it? 
For several months, her face was seen on covers of magazines. She was the subject of talk shows and news channels. I couldn't stop reading or watching. It was as if I was trying to validate and tell my brain that I had been right all along. I kept second-guessing my thoughts. The unusual aspect of this spell was that I felt no guilt at all. Usually, I'm performing rituals to keep the object of my obsession safe. But because this woman had already passed away, I couldn't cause her any harm. I believe that is why this obsession only lasted about a year. I think it had everything to do with my OCD. I thought about her literally 24 hours a day. I couldn't sleep or concentrate. I was constantly on the internet or reading about her, and it was keeping me from living my daily life. And I even managed to sit through her stupid reality show. Why would I become obsessed with someone I never even met, and I wouldn't even liked her if I had? That is the whole thing about obsessive-compulsive disorder. It makes absolutely no sense. It's not intentional, and no matter how many times you tell yourself that it's illogical, it doesn't go away. The second celebrity obsession I had was with the country music singer K.T. Oslin. Now this was a fan obsession. I thought about her for years. Sometimes my days or nights were spent listening to her music. It really spoke to me. I really love singers who perform their own songs. It seems very real. And a friend of mine went to high school with K.T. Oslin's brother. And so I wrote a song and I sent it to her. And I really thought she would record it. And this obsession made a lot of sense. Most people, sometime during their life, follow a celebrity. And while they may not think about them 24 hours a day, it can almost become addicting. This was not a celebrity obsession where I would have tracked her down, snuck myself onto her property, or threatened to hurt her. I would say that this obsession was not OCD related at all. But it may have been more intense because I have OCD. This was not an obsession that stood in the way of my daily life. I was able to get out of bed every morning. I was able to work and sleep at night. I was neither depressed or overly anxious. It was also an obsession that I felt comfortable telling other people about, even if it was a little bit embarrassing. Kind of like when I tell people how much I love Barry Manilow or Bee Gees music. Some people just don't get it. If you currently have an obsession with someone, I would say to ask yourself, is it logical or illogical? Is it affecting your daily life? Are you depressed or overly anxious because of it? And by answering these two questions, you will probably figure it out. With the Anna Nicole obsession, I went through cognitive behavior therapy, or CBT, with my therapist and at home. And I've talked about CBT in previous episodes. Actually, this time, I had to do CBT in reverse. What made me anxious during this obsession was not to read or watch news about her death. So my therapy was to try to stay away from these things. Whereas usually, you try to expose yourself to the object of your obsession in some way. Like look at their picture, hear their voice, see them in person. 
So little by little, I would avoid reading or viewing and made the gaps longer periods of time until finally, about a year later, I could care less if her photo was plastered everywhere. And as her daughter grew up, more news stories were written about Anna Nicole's life, more documentaries were made, and I can proudly say that I haven't read or viewed a single one of them, and I don't care to. On the other hand, on the day K.T. Oslin passed away, I was filled with sadness that I had lost a piece of my heart. She would never record a new song, perform again on any stage. I would never get to hear her in concert. This is called compassion. This is what it means to be a normal human being. This is what it means to experience true feelings and thoughts. To me, this is not obsessive compulsive disorder. I'm glad you're here. If you care to share any obsessions you've had, with celebrities or not, feel free to email me at aroundandaroundtheocdcircle at gmail.com. If there's an OCD topic you'd like for me to address on this podcast, please let me know. I also invite you to subscribe to my social media accounts, which are listed in the show notes. Until next time, take a deep breath. Everything is going to be okay. Okay.